Hi guys, this is Doug Fletcher. Welcome back to What's the Hazard. This is our podcast about workplace safety and health. Um, when I originally started this podcast, we were looking at it for a way to provide electronic mentoring, I think, you know, in this day and age of um, social media and electronic communications. Uh, it seemed to me that we were losing some of that mentoring um, connection. Uh, particularly in the safety and health community. Um, I know there are many, many safety and health professionals out there that don't have face-to-face mentoring relationships. And so we thought, you know, this podcast might be an opportunity to provide some of that mentoring to those of you who don't have such a relationship in place. Um, so, so part of the approach that we want to do here is to provide you with information about resources that might be valuable in your efforts to provide a safe and healthful working environment. And so today, I've brought in two colleagues, um, an old friend and a new friend, and, and they're going to provide some information for us about what I think is an incredibly useful resource for virtually all safety and health professionals. First of all, let me introduce Steve Polich. Uh, Steve and I have known each other probably 25 years, if I'm not Probably right that, at 20 years. Somewhere in that range, yeah, man. We moved back to Omaha in 2000, so. Yeah, I got back here in 94, something like yeah. that. So since then, we've been working together. Uh, Steve Polich is the president, co-founder of Safety Reports, uh, which we're going to talk about now in more detail. Eric Robinson is kind of the face and obviously, looking at these two guys should be the face of safety reports. <laughs> Thank you for that, Young, that. handsome, you know, well-coiffed guy. Uh, but in no. fact, you are the one that I see most out in the community. You're the one that's, well, both of you are attending the trade shows and doing those things. But Steve's obviously the brains. Eric, I don't know if you're, you know, you're probably equally as bright, but you're more the face that, of the... So, um, thank you both for coming. I appreciate it. Thanks thank you. Yeah, uh, man, appreciate that. You know, I think you guys both know I have been an advocate for safety reports from the very beginning. Yes, uh, I think it is an excellent tool, and many of my clients are already using it. But I thought, you know, there's a lot of folks listening. We've got a few thousand listeners already, and some of them may not be aware of safety reports. So I was hoping you could come in and talk a little bit about it, uh, what it is, how it's evolved, how it began in the first place. I do want to share one thing before we get started. <laughs> Steve panics. Oh, no. Don't panic, man. No, I won't go there. But I can remember this has been around your, your, your app. This is an app, um, an auditing app initially, yeah. and it's evolved into much more than that. But I can remember, you know, your wife and my wife are friends. We, we uh, engage socially periodically, and we were over at your home for dinner one evening. This is probably back 2010. 2010, 2000. Something like that. Yeah, back. This has been 20. Well, 10 years ago, I guess. And uh, we'd had dinner and we were just kind of chatting at the end of the evening. And you said, hey, Fletch, I'd like to show you something, man. And we go out, we're outside and you're saying, I've really been working on this, uh, this auditing app, this application. I mean, there seems to be no great way to capture these auditing uh, reports. And I know at the time you were in the loss control That's industry right. and you were doing lots of site visits. I mean, you're actually, well, you were a safety guy. I don't know what you are now, businessman, but you were a safety guy. You were out there humping inspections, and you knew that there was no good way to capture that information. So you showed me this kind of a prototype, or at least the initial version, and you said, what do you think of this, man? And I, and I was with OSHA at the time, 
And my report, my my comment obviously was, that'll never work. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, that'll never work. Here I am trying to sell my wife on the idea, and you throw that out there. Right. I was like, oh, crap. Uh, and now, so you know, 10 years later, I'm still humping inspections, and you're, you guys are doing well. well we're working hard. You guys are working really hard and doing it's, well. It's fun, so, yeah, yeah so, man. So, please, tell me a little bit about safety reports. I Tell the audience about well, it. I, I love how we got started. I want to start with that. I, I, I was a loss control rep in the insurance industry right. and I'd go out and like you had be, you know, putting, you know, hundreds of miles in my car every week. And I went out to um, West Nebraska one day and on my way out, I stopped, I don't know, about five different places through Ogallala, North right. Platte. I got all the way out to Scott's Bluff. I made, uh, I don't know, probably three inspections going out, another three or four coming back. Uh, got in, Friday night, I was exhausted from sure. all that running, and I had all these reports to do. And I knew I had hours of reporting left to finish. And that weekend, I wasn't looking forward to that because I knew what it was right. ahead of me. So it happened to be a Saturday morning. I met my family for coffee, uh, sat down, and my brother-in-law sitting there. He builds apps for a living. Mm-hmm. I came up to him with this idea for a stupid app that was never, ever going to go anywhere at the time. It was something that had to do with lotto tickets. And he kind of poopot it and said, nah, that's just, it's kind of stupid. He said, if you want to build an app, come up with something that's related to your business, something nice. that can right. save you time, save your company money. He goes, what is it about your job that you don't like? And right then I, the light went on. I said, well, I hate writing my reports. You know, I love being out in the field. I love doing the audits. That part's great, but I just dreaded spending hours typing my reports. So he said, build an app for that. And just like that, the light went on. Oh yeah. So I spent probably the next I don't know, nine months, literally reading through the OSHA standards. Um, that's kind of weird that way in that I actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I was learning as I oh, did yeah. it. No um, doubt. I thought I knew the standards pretty well, but when you start to dig into them in depth like that, I started picking up on little things that um, I didn't even know about. Mm-hmm. So I built a checklist around that, referencing the standards, and he put it into the app. I kind of drew it up. I always considered myself maybe the architect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Chet... Um, He's Chet Slump. He's a co-founder in the company with me, our CEO. He built it. So he was the engineer. It took several months, probably eight, nine months. And that's all I did was work on building it. But once we got it out there, we just put it on the market, let it grow organically. People were finding it at the app store. Mm -hmm. It was making a little headway. Um, I still kept my loss control job because it wasn't making enough money for me to step away and do this full time. But we thought, you know, what is it, two years in, Eric? Yeah, it was uh, 2013. So. Yeah, so about 2013, we said, you know, let's hire somebody. And Chet yeah, happened to be golfing with Eric down in Phoenix at a, uh, was a wedding. Yeah. So yeah, you were a pro friends. golfer before you started? <laughs> yeah, oh, no, he's, he's I wish, pretty yeah. good. He hits the ball. <laughs> I and did, Chet yeah. Chet says he hits the ball a long way. Yeah, so yeah, just okay. can't guarantee where it's going to yeah, go. Yeah, okay, I do sure. a lot of army golf, <laughs> okay. left, right, left, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, we took a chance. He said, let's hire this guy. Yeah. And, you That's know, a big step. Chet could tell by the personality and the work ethic yeah. this kid would be good. So we took that chance, and you worked out of your home in Council Bluffs. I worked out of my home in, out in uh, near Gretna and yeah. uh, let it go for a little while. Yeah. And he he was just kicking butt. He was, like you I said, he's, he's the face of the, the company. I remember those days, man, when yeah. he first started, and you, you brought him on board. and Started you guys bringing were really... customers on board to the point where exactly. I was making enough money where I could step away from my insurance job. Good which was you. huge for me. So yeah. there was little risk at that time for me and uh, really owe it all to Eric and what he did to grow it early on. And well, obviously your vision had one. everything to do with this though, man, yeah. because I Absolutely. will, I would agree with you and Eric, I'd love to hear your take on that. 
when you in the beginning here, but you are absolutely right. If you go out and make seven or eight inspections, in my experience, I'm a horrible note taker. Um, I, I take photographs, and now I've got a kind of a documentary of photographs, and I've got to reconstruct everything in my own mind, and it becomes blurred, and all of a sudden, every inspection rolls into one, and know, it's, a, it is, it's a nightmare. It is hard, and that was back in the day. We had digital cameras back then before we all had our cell phones with mm-hmm. nice cameras in them, but I'd go out, and, and I finally learned, because I have a really bad memory, but the photos could help jog mm-hmm. memory, so I'd take a photo of the uh, job site or the facility before I'd go in. I learned real quick to do that. And then I'd take my photos while I was there. And then before I'd go to the next site, I'd take that photo. So then when I went through my photos, I knew which photos were which job. That. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I built everything, you know, my reports around that. I had a Word template. And I was like, gosh, this app just eliminated that. I, I would spend for every hour on site doing an audit, mm-hmm. I would spend at least that much in my office typing up a report. Right. Oh, yeah. So if I just two hours on site, two hours of office time typing a report. So this app, after we got it all kind of tweaked to the point mm-hmm. where it was pretty efficient, I probably knocked that t- down to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, there's an extra hour and 45 minutes. We started adding up the time and the savings on this thing. For most consultants, especially because they spend more time typing a report mm-hmm. than maybe somebody in the construction industry that's a oh, without company question. safety yeah. manager. Yeah. Those guys were saving so much time. They would pay us X number of dollars for the app, and they had it paid off in the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. The return on investment no was doubt. Yeah. You know, OSHA still does that, man. OSHA is the uh, Word document template. Take your photographs, cut and paste one photograph at a time into the document, resize it, you know, write in your your text. I mean it, you know, and that and that's how I did it for years as well. Yeah. I mean it is and it is time consuming. Yep. Right. So that that's pretty much our our that was our big sell point when we started. Mm-hmm. We've added so many features now. I mean, we just had the inspection app and our goal, Eric, was what? We wanted to be the best inspection app on the market, and yeah, that was yeah. all we did for mm-hmm. six years. And that's what it was geared for because Steve's background was always the consulting industry, and that was our main focus, third-party safety consulting or in, in the insurance right, companies right. too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, once we got more and more customers and clients would come on board, they were wanting other products to go along with just the inspection app. They wanted a whole, what I'll call a suite of products okay. rather than just the inspection piece. Right. So, so that's... So the inspection piece, though, um, and from my understanding, is, is uh, kind of a regulatory driven. I mean, you're you're doing inspections in 1910, perhaps you're doing mm-hmm. inspections in 1926. Yep. So you have originally you have and still, I mean, you have access to all of that as you are conducting your inspection. But there are other. I mean, you're doing more than just general industry and construction on the on the audit side, correct? Yeah, yeah. We have the MSHA. Steve can speak yeah. more okay. than this, but uh, best practice surveys. Okay. Um, nice. Okay. Maritime, the maritime standards for shipbuilding, the 1915. Yep. And you have some people that use that. Actually, do oh, yeah. Do we don't have a oh, lot, very but good. Um, yeah, we. Have well, it's a small community, but, but they need it too, right? Yeah. yeah. And here in the Midwest, we have an ag industry uh, oh, yeah. checklist, but we're trying to expand more and more into the state regulatory standards as well. Oh, so we have okay. Cal OSHA, WISHA. Yeah, the um, state of Washington. Know, we're looking at Michigan. Michigan, that's, that's a kind big, of a high demand. Okay. Yeah. So you started out as an audit app, and you're probably still known as an audit app. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what else? What else does the app do? I know it does a number of things. You guys have really responded to the requests of your clients, I think, to expand the utility of this app. So what else do you guys do? What does well, it do? The big thing what I want to say on that is our, our checklists are our, our standard ones, the 1926, the 1910, they're probably 700 plus questions, 50 categories. They're huge checklists, mm-hmm. right? We took the OSHA standards, knocked that down into what we think are the most commonly cited mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, uh, But that's still a lot of 
lot of data. It's hard right. for the average person to go out and take a 700-question checklist and do an audit. Right. So what we're doing is we, we built this thing so you can customize it. A lot of people are going in now, they'll shut off the categories that don't apply, mm-hmm. and then they'll go into the category, shut off the questions, but then our developers have figured out how we can add questions and categories to our mm-hmm. existing. So a lot of people take our core checklist, they customize it, so it's very specific to their needs. And the way they built it, which is really cool, and I think it differentiates us from some of the others, it allows our customers to customize it so they don't have to rely on us. They can go in there and tweak it all they want, and then the data still rolls up into a central database where they can run their reports to okay. track and trend the data. Nice. Um, so we get really good output on, you know, on, on the data side from the analytics. I think the way they built this thing, um, nice. And it's an off-the-shelf product, but it's so customizable. Nice. That's what's really cool. Yeah, that is right cool. Now. So, the, and so one, you've added a few other features to this too. What else you guys? Yeah. So again, it's kind of the spanning on the product side of it, rather than just the inspection piece. We have a toolbox talk and training, so you can go out and do you know your crew topics and oh, nice. discuss that, and have everybody digitally sign off on that. Excellent. Uh, that's a that's a real uh, challenge. That is a yeah. challenge, especially now. You know, with the with what's mm-hmm. going around, um, I know that's kind of getting cut back a little Mm -hmm. bit, but uh, hopefully they can spin back up with the toolbox talks. But um, that's one app that's going really good for us. Uh, The JSA app, Job Safety Analysis, or JHA, a lot of Mm -hmm. different terms for that. So you're doing it on the fly. You can do that in the field. You're actually performing the JHA. Oh, that's really big. I Mm -hmm. like that because that is such a challenge. And um, particularly that that pre-task analysis at the start of the work day, or if you're doing something non-routine or whatever, um, to drive the employees into performing a JSA is such an important part of this to have that immediately available. This is on your phone, right? This is a yeah, phone based app. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm 60, so you, know, <laughs> you might so, have to explain some of this stuff to me. Okay, but I mean, yeah. it is immediately available to you to be able to perform that right then and there is mm-hmm. really powerful. Yeah, there's there's kind of two options that our customers have. And one, if you have, say, a safety manager, say, in the office, per se, they can create these JSAs for their team members out in the field, and they just pull from this database mm-hmm. of the JSAs. They pull them up, whatever tasks they're doing, and it displays it for them, wow. read through it. They can sign off on it. But it will also allow the user in the field to create their own, front, mm-hmm. well, what I call on the fly. Mm-hmm. They build their own tasks. We have a hazard listing that they can customize, controls. Oh, man. They're putting in PPEs. And it was really cool about it is you can sit down and review the JSA with your crew, mm-hmm. and then you, there's an attendance uh, list in there, which basically is your employee list. You just put a check mark next to the names of the employees that were there, whoever's on that crew. Wow. And then hand them the tablet, and they sign They that can they initial reviewed. that offer sign yeah. off on it? Yep. Oh, so, my God. So now you got a really document that they... You know, you reviewed mm-hmm. it, but now you got their signature on there mm-hmm. indicating that they you know, were actually present. So it's pretty cool. That's the training you talked about, the JSA. Then we, we came out with a uh, what we call an observation app. Mm-hmm. Um, I call it the kind of like a safety suggestion mm-hmm. box that you mm-hmm. put on your phone and put it. Uh, we like to it's priced right so that you could put it out there to all of your employees. Mm-hmm. So okay. I saw one observation somebody submitted. The employee took a picture of himself. He was sweating, and he typed in there, it's very hot in here, and he He's submitted stressed. it. That was his observation. <laughs> nice. and, and, awesome. But the owners that get that, that's good feedback. Absolutely. Oh, no um, doubt. And they're getting you know, dozens, if not hundreds, of observations over a period of time that get either fed to them automatically if it's mm-hmm. considered a high severity because – um, you know, they, they have the option to decide which ones they want to receive, or they just get them at the end of the week. They get a list of observations, and then they can respond to them. 
So the whole thing is really cool. I guess. Wow. Well, I mean, that, you know, that's, that's kind of a near miss tracking opportunity that so we see a lot of people using that for, as yeah. well as a hazard recognition yeah. program. So, I mean, these things, I, was, I am really impressed by that. And I, I wasn't aware that, you know, the app was doing these things, but those are things that I talk to my clients about routinely uh, that are so difficult to capture typically that on the fly JHA. Now I love the feature that you can actually do the JHA uh, in the office and distribute that maybe to have those reviewed out on the job sites. Love that, man. That's cool. But you know, one of the biggest challenges I think cust or you know the the companies have is too much documentation, too much paper, too much. Uh, too many different directions. And so to have all of that reduced into one app. So I, I actually think that JHA opportunity and now the observations, the near misses, the observations that you're referring to, I almost think that's more powerful than the audit itself, to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. The audits are critical. I mean, we need to be doing audits every day, uh, at least routinely, periodically. That's That's a critical part of this. But man, what you've just described is incredibly powerful because people don't do those things because of the burden that it adds to the documentation and the paper trail. That's right. And we that try to make fantastic. these apps as user-friendly as possible. I always say the path of least resistance is, you know, is the best. Yeah. And as long no as it's easy to use, people people will do it. And that, you know, like you said, Doug, the inspection app is more so, and, and I hate to bring this up, but it's more so directed for an overall safety manager. They're mm -hmm. going out looking at the safe, sure. all the, the whole job site. Sure. The observation and the JSA is that's getting your whole team involved in the safety process, Absolutely. giving them, you know, that safety mindset of looking for right. these items. Be, be it, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people focus on the negatives, but it's good to produce, mm -hmm. you know, the positive. What are you doing well in? And, and take a look at that. Yeah. So it's I love been that. great. You said it right. I mean, the apps are are simple. I'll give credit. We got three developers in our office, and these guys are incredible, incredibly good at building mm -hmm. a complex product, but make it simple. So the interface for the users is real simple. Um, just like Eric said, if it's so complicated that you can't use the darn right. thing, they're not going to use it. You're not going to get the value from the system. So I completely um, agree. We work yeah. really hard to build a simple interface, and I think that's really paying off for us. That's what's getting the yeah, traction no right now. Because there are there are other um, auditing applications. I mean, there are mm -hmm. others. Yep. Some are incredibly expensive. I know some are free, which, and I've tried those. I didn't really fancy those personally, you know. Yeah, but they're but, they're uh, right for some companies, or not for others. Yeah, and, and when sure. we rolled this thing out, we did look at it. We knew that there were some uh, low end products on the market, and there was some real high end products. There wasn't a whole lot of folks selling a, uh, any type of an inspection app in that mid range. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of going for that middle market, mm -hmm. and that's what we built it for. And right. it turns out that was a pretty good decision because sure, we're yeah, seeing I mean, the folks the on the low end try and catch up with us and add some. Right. Features like corrective action tracking in the digital signature, you know, and mm -hmm. so forth. The geo, and so that's part of this as well. The corrective actions are being tracked. Yeah, that to me is the most important yeah, part of our huge. inspection app. We kind of skipped over that. Yeah, that is huge. We give, we give you a good tool to document what you're seeing out there from, right. a, a, yeah, if you want to call it a violation or discrepancy, or whatever. But now you submit that report, and you could decide who it goes to, and that individual can respond to that. They don't even have to be a subscriber. They just get an email. There's a link in it. They click on it. They see the hazard. They see the photo, your notes, whatever you put into the report. And then they type up a response and that closes it. So mm -hmm. now we got folks working really hard. They always want that, that close rate up in that 90 absolutely. some percent rate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, so it's, a and, and those are some of those positive indicators that we've been mm -hmm. talking about. I mean, everybody's down on these lagging indicators. I, I'm a believer in lagging indicators myself, but Certainly, leading indicators are important, and that is definitely one. If you are closing out hazards on a on a 
uh, what am I trying to say, on some, a scheduled basis maybe mm-hmm. or some type of regular yeah. periodic basis, um, that's a great leading indicator that you can that, track. Yeah, that's huge. That's been a big plus for us too. And then we do reference all the standards. You know, I was telling mm-hmm. you, we go down to the sub-sub-paragraph level and then we create a link to those standards in the report. So it almost becomes an educational tool for folks. So I'm doing Good. the audit and I can see what it says. This is the ladder needs to extend three feet above landing mm-hmm. or whatever it is. They can click on that view the OSHA standard and read it, which comes in handy for those folks that That's say, good. show me where it says I got to right. do that. We get that a lot. People yeah, get bad. Which is bad, bad in the yeah. safety world, but I mean, it's oh, a reality. No, no. You know, right. that people are going to be that way. So we made that easy for the uh, person doing the inspection to actually pull up the standard. And then yeah. when you submit the report, that reference to the standard is there along with the hyperlink. So, yeah, I love that. Yep. Yeah, I think everybody needs to spend a little bit more time in the standards. I think we we avoid that. It's not particularly exciting. It's not a, you know, you know, of what we do, that's probably not the most exciting element. But, man, you need to be in the standards. And, again, if that makes it easy for you to associate a particular hazard that you've identified out in the field with the standard, man, I think that education is really useful. Yeah. So that's a cool feature as yep. well. Well, you got anything like you're working on? I mean, what what's the next incarnation of this can you share that or is that yeah no we can't uh, aside from the observation app we built an incident app we're in the middle of upgrading that right now okay because uh, right now it just lets you record injury illnesses and your misses and okay. then it completes your osha logs for you um the the new feature that's going to roll out here in a few weeks will allow you to document vehicle crashes any type of property claims or general liability as nice. well wow. so that's coming and there's really not going to be a increase at all on the price for that app. Those nice. are just going to be value added. We just came out with our scan app, uh, which is really cool. It's going to allow you to go out and inspect your safety equipment, for example, your fire extinguishers, your mm-hmm. lanyards, whatever you want to put a QR code or, or barcode mm-hmm. on. Go scan it with your phone, pulls up a checklist, inspect it, and submit it, and you're wow. done. So it's all paperless now. Everything's kind of going that oh way. Oh, my God. Nice. And that, that is also an incredibly burdensome task. I mean, you could use that for all of your equipment. You could right. use that for slings. You could use that for fall protection. Yeah, a guy that just signed up, he, he literally, uh, his job is to take the equipment to the work site. So he'll take it, he'll scan it when he gets there, and he can update the location. So now it went from the yard, now he can enter the job site that it's at mm-hmm. so they can track where it's at. He scans it, inspects it, shows that he doc, you know, it was documented that it was delivered in good condition. Now the folks at the job site hopefully are going to do their inspections. They'll scan it, so he'll be able to track that and know who inspected it and and keep tabs on wow. the equipment. And then when it comes back to the shop, his job will be to scan it, inspect it again to make sure it came back in good condition, and now he can update the location. Mm-hmm. So they'll always have that history to be able to track their Fantastic. equipment. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. So Eric, what are you hearing from the people that are using it? What What do they like most about I mean, what, what, what's helping him the most? You know, the, the one feedback, I guess, to hit on that point would be the user friendliness. People love mm-hmm. the app. As you said, there's mm-hmm. other systems out there that, that do what we do. And we're not the only mm-hmm. guys in the market, but um, that's the number one feedback. But what's helping them the most is the, the time savings and having a centralized database for everything that they do. Right now, right. it's paper here and there. They may use some other system to do one other aspect of their job, but it's incorporating everything centralized, being able to pull it up quickly, but also just the, the tracking right. and trending of it, what they're right. doing manually. And so, what, so, what, so when you are mining data, after you've done a series of audits, for example, and now you've got some data generated, and I know we, you know, we tend to use statistical terms inappropriately, but 
we're looking at trends, certainly. We're, we're analyzing data for those trends and for recurring issues. I mean, obviously, if we're having recurring issues, we've got something systemic that we need to look into. What, what kind of data can I pull up after an audit? I mean, there's I mean, a lot in there that I It really comes in. back to what, what you're putting into the app, what you're putting, you know, your photos, your yes, no responses to the questions, the site that you're at, the shift that you are on. Severity, severity ratings. Severity ratings so of it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to it. But okay. we put everything, overall percent scores for the category, and then we break it down to the individual item associated mm-hmm. with that category. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people are, are running these reports and they're, they're spinning that off into training or those are toolbox talks that yeah. people are, oh, are yeah, generating. Definitely. So yeah, man, I mean, there been, needs to be a response. I mean, so, well, yeah. I mean, you do the audit, you identify a hazard, you correct the hazard, but you have to do something about that to keep it from recurring. And that is going to be some type of educational issue, mm-hmm. you know, training, education, information, something. And so that, that is such a key piece of this. It's one thing just to find the hazard and fix it. But if we don't, address the underlying issue that led to that hazard evolving in the first place, we haven't really gained anything. So that's a huge piece. No, what I, what I think I see the most is when you go out in the field, you do your inspection, everybody sees you out there doing that, and they think you're just trying to find what's going mm-hmm. wrong. Right, policing them. Yeah, yeah and, and what happens is you get done with the inspection and you print your report out. Let's just say you checked 100 things. Chances are that 90-some percent of them are going to be positive. Mm-hmm. And, and most people don't see that. They only hear about the stuff that was wrong. Right. And it might only be one, two things. So what's happening now is we're seeing a lot of these reports come back, and these guys are getting like a 93% score, 94. You know, they're going, well, that's really good. You know, and they're mm-hmm. seeing the positive, mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily focusing on the negative, which is kind yeah. of a good thing. That it, is a good thing, man. It's shows yeah. that, and I think in most cases it's accurate, that people are doing 90-some percent right. right. Now, in a construction environment, it's pretty dynamic. Absolutely. You're always going to have something come up. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible to stay 100% compliant. So what some folks are doing is they're seeing the inspections come back from their guys in the field, 100%, 100%, 100%. Well, they know that that's probably not really happening out there at the job site. So, so then they could go talk to those inspectors and say, hey, you know, don't make this into just a you know pencil whipping exercise right, here. Right. Actually, do the audit. You're not going to get in trouble when you find something that's not in compliance. And you're, the way this app works is, if you corrected it immediately, you check a box right there next to it. And say, all right, yeah, this cord was had a missing ground pin. I cut it in two. I threw it away. Mm-hmm. It's corrected immediately. I'm still going to document it as a negative. Right. That data, and that's what Eric's saying, if you don't put into it, you know, the, you know good data, garbage in, garbage out. So sure. in this case, we work really hard to coach people to say, don't be afraid to document a negative. We made it real easy for them to close it out right then and there at the time. And if it's something you can't close out, there's a simple corrective action feature mm-hmm. for them to do that. And I don't know, it's been... Yeah, received pretty well, I think. Absolutely. I think going back to the positive side of it, too, you know, when people are doing this on paper, it's more work to document Mm -hmm. a positive. So you're only documenting what's wrong, what do we got to fix? So I think Mm -hmm. not just our app, any electronic system, I think you're more apt to saying a yes response or a positive response to what you're seeing because it's just easy to click the yes instead of going back to the office, typing all your yeses and then getting on to your your negative. I think, you know, in the 17 years I was with OSHA, I probably wrote something positive twice, maybe a VPP (laughs) audit or something like that, perhaps. So the last piece of this now, and I'm going to tell you that I've, I've, as you know, I've recommended this app to a number of my clients. Uh, A number of my clients use it. I've never had any bad feedback. They all like the app, which pleases me immensely because I want them to have the tools that they need to get better. And this app seems to Fill that bill. So 
Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. The last piece of this is the customer service. And I, I think if you didn't bring it up, I was going to, you know, bring that, it up. that's one of the things huge. that I have always personally felt separates you from many different products and services and things that I've worked with. Um, I am very attuned to customer service as a consultant. It's a big part of my business. You know, I want my customers to think of me as part of their family. And I know customer service is big for you guys. So tell, tell everybody just a little bit about how you guys approach customer service. Well, it's, since day one, that's been huge for us. We, we always wanted that to make us stand out. There were two things. We wanted a simple product so it wasn't complicated because then that minimizes the amount of services required. But then we wanted top-notch service. I want people to call in and actually talk to a live voice and not have to go through a series of push this button mm-hmm. and get this oh, person that. that uh, so, and, and I think we do a really good job of that. Our, our staff right now, our support team is incredible. Uh, give them kudos right now with the uh, COVID stuff going on out there. Everybody's working from home. Mm-hmm. We have not missed a beat. Everybody's Good got their, you, you know, they yeah. got the remote uh, dial in and they're all working. They respond to calls. They roll into my phone. I get a support call. It maybe rings twice and that's it. Those guys are on it. It might mm-hmm. ring once and that's it. Th- these guys are really top notch and they're so friendly. They're so helpful. Any review that we get about every one of them, says how great the service is. Right. Yeah. So, well, I don't know if this happens in the other, in your, with your competitors, but I've had a number of my clients, you've, you've actually come on site and I'm not, not promoting that you're going to do that for all of your clients. I'm sure it's not even possible. Well, we've got a but, few in Hawaii that I might have to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to find some clients out in Hawaii. Absolutely. But I was just, I've always been impressed by that, man. I mean, I know that was important to you from the beginning. Um, and you guys have really followed through with that customer service piece, which for me, particularly a guy like me who is not, I'm not particularly savvy with all of the, you know, with new technologies, they scare me a little bit, but I will say you were able to train Steve Jordan how to use this. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Steve and I are, uh, are friends and colleagues. We used to work together at OSHA. Steve's actually um, older than me, which is kind of hard to believe, but and, and I know that when we first proposed using this app, I could just see, you know, I could just see him t- tense up and the hair on the back of his neck stand up. And I think he's doing great. Yeah. I mean, he, he proved you could teach an old dog. That is a testament to, your, the, to the program. If you can get Jordan to use it, it is definitely user friendly. And, and so thank you for taking the time to teach him how to do it. You bet. So if uh, people want more information about the app, which I would encourage them to just go, I know there is a, there's a trial that you can use, right? You can go in and like a free trial. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to send them to, we've set up a web, well, you can go through my website, www.fletchersafety.com. Uh, and at the end of the day today, there will be a widget on there where you can actually click on that and get into this trial or get into the website and get more information. There's also a website, it's fletcher.com safety-reports.com. So Fletcher.safety-reports.com. And I'll I'll post that so you can find that. You can go in there as well and then get access to the free trial, get access to information about the app, get access to a live person. You can set up a live demo with Eric or anybody else on our sales team. So, yeah. I'm going to encourage everybody to take a look at this app, man. And and I'm really impressed by what you told me today. I, I thought I was kind of aware of what was going on, but these, these new, these new utilities that you've added to the original auditing app, I think are really useful. Um, I've got a couple of clients right now that are really struggling with employee involvement, the cultural piece of safety, and how do they engage their employees 
in their safety program. And the things that you've just described, the JSA option, you know, the training option, the observation piece, those things are exactly what we're looking for to engage employees in the program and to pro- push our culture in the direction that we want. I, I think that's fantastic. So after this, I'm going to go back to my office and send that out to a few of my clients that need it desperately. Love it. Appreciate any, it. Any, any last words, anything that you want to say on the way out the door? No, just um, thanks, thanks for having us, Doug. I really appreciate it. I love what you're doing, man. It's my you're, pleasure. You're a great yeah, voice to have over this, and I think a lot of people can learn from what you're doing. So Absolutely. thank you very much. Oh. And, and I know there's a lot of safety folks out there that might be listening in. You guys are probably knee-deep right now in the coronavirus trying to deal with that. Right. Uh, we wish you all the best. Uh, if now is not the right time, we know it's going to settle down here soon. So uh, keep us in mind. Uh, right. Definitely. Write that uh, web link down that uh, Doug just gave you and uh, give us a shout here when the time's right. Guys, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, maybe come back in six months and tell us what you've got new coming up. I know it sounds like things are going to yeah, keep growing and expanding. So. There's a couple things. Yeah, we can come back and share. Awesome. That sounds okay. great. Yeah. Have a good afternoon. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Thanks guys. Man. Be safe out there. Talk to you later. A Parkville Media Production.